Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Steinfeld Talks. This is episode six. It's July 31st, 2020. I have a very special guest today, someone uh, I've been trying to get on for a while, and that was one, was one of the people that came to me and said, I want to be on the podcast. It's my mom, Gail Steinfeld. Mom, how are you doing? You know, I always have something to say. You know, I always have something I want to say. So yeah. Gonna make. You know, if I get a chance to like open my mouth, you know, I'm, I'm in. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wanted to talk about there's so much going on right now, and it's just really hard to unpack all the information out there. And um, so, what I really, really wanted to talk about was um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, the special needs community and, you know, getting back to school. And, um, bullshit um you know getting back to school i'm sorry that was a uh that's just like a a text that i didn't need don't worry about Uh, it you know getting back to school and especially with the um the special needs community because i worked in the special needs community for um you know quite a few years and you were there too we weren't there at the same time but you were there too so you know i think you have some idea of um you know, what the lower functioning community really needs. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I wanted to back up a little bit because what I really wanted to talk about was, um, you know, nobody's getting back to school or back to work until we, you know, do something about this virus that just doesn't seem to want to go away. I mean, Florida's been really hard hit and, um, What I've been seeing a lot, a lot of people have been posting on Facebook, is that, you know, wearing a mask infringes on their their freedom. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, you know, you let me know, you you know, I'll let you know my side first, and then I want to hear what what you think. So um, I think total freedom is really a myth. You know, we do have a lot of freedom, but we don't have total freedom. We can't just do whatever we want when we want. And because that would just be chaos. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are a country of laws and the laws are made to protect society. And, you know, if, if you look at the First Amendment, you know, you have a right to congregate to assemble and um but other than that there's nothing um that tells people you know they have to at this point that they have to wear a mask or they have to you know social distance and the thing is that you know where do you draw the line between your rights to what you think is freedom and your duty to society because we're not going to get back to normal. We're going to have to crawl before we walk. Mm-hmm. Is my feeling. Is, you know, everybody wants, I mean, we're, we're basically, you know, in a recession. And, um, you know, it's 150,000 people are dead already. And people that didn't have to die. You're not talking about people that had cancer or you know were ill or old i mean young people healthy people um so 
like, how do you feel about somebody that just feels so strongly that, that wearing a mask or social distancing is not part of their responsibility and is basically taking away their right? Do you agree with that? I mean... Well, um, you know, you could say you have the freedom to not wear a mask and not social distance all you want. I have the freedom to call you an asshole for it, which is, is, is what I think you're, you're being. I'm I, I mean, what? No, not, not you. People that no. they say, I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have oh, to. No. I mean, I, I know I'm an asshole. I mean, that was established. <laughs> you know, let's just listen. Hey, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> let's not, let, let's not sugarcoat that one. <laughs> I mean, it's, well, it's a lack of just social courtesy is what it is. Well, I'm going to take it a step further. Okay. Because, you know, the laws that we have are to protect people and, and society. Laws like you can't drink a pitcher of, of margaritas and get in your car. You can't drive 80 miles an hour in a school zone the exact time school lets out. So... Those, those laws have consequences. And I think that by not wearing a mask, and I mean, the social distancing thing is really tough. Like if you're outside, I mean, it's hot in Florida. If you're riding your bike and there's nobody for miles, you know, I mean, I, I could see, I mean, there are times that I have my mask with me, but I might pull it down because there's absolutely no one around and I do have to breathe. Yeah. Um, but I really do believe that by not wearing a mask is the same as like reckless endangerment. And, you know, you don't have the right to put somebody in harm's way. I mean, you don't have the right to drink and drive. You don't have the right to do things that put other people in danger. And the unfortunate thing is, you know, I think the first thing is that, you know, Donald Trump just needs to grow a pair. Hmm. I mean, that's really where it's going to begin. Because, you know, he just wants to leave it up to the states. You know, unfortunately, in South Florida, we have, you know, it starts from the top down. You know, you have a, I don't even want to call him a president. You have, you know, somebody in the Oval Office that just does, can't decipher fact from fiction. Mm -hmm. I mean, can't even, like, I mean, talking about not being able to connect the dots. I mean, somebody could say 150,000 people died and he'll tell you right away, nobody's dead, we're doing great. I, I, I just don't get him. I really don't. I just, you know, I, I, the only thing that gets me through is like thinking that there is a special kind of hell for people that, you know, wow. do that. So yeah. Do you want to comment a little more specifically on... Um how you feel things are going in South Florida. So just for reference, uh, my mom lives in South Florida, right around the area uh, where my dad lives. So my dad gave his opinion on what he thinks is going on in the area. Um, my brother also spoke to it briefly. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Well, um, what, like in my, Right now I'm in school, okay? So in my classroom situation, um, you know, masks are mandatory. I mean, you know, very, and social distancing and all that stuff. 
But, um, you know, South Florida, people relate South Florida to the beach and, you know, they want to go to South Beach and they want to party. And, you know, we all do. We all, we all want to get back to life. I mean, nobody wants this. But, you know, like I said, we have to crawl before we could walk. And I think that, um, like I was just listening to someone the other day who came to South Beach from like Louisiana and was really like offended that they couldn't stay out all night and party in a club. And I, my thought was, well, why would you think you could do that? Like COVID's been around for months already. Like, yeah. Yeah. Did you think you were going to do like, like, you know, people just can't, you know, use the excuse of like, Oh, I just, you know, expected that I would be able, like, they don't, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like this one person is offended because he can't party. Well, you know what? You knew that when you were coming here, you, you, you know, if you pay the slightest bit of attention, you can't not have the information. Yeah. That South Florida is growing r- rapidly in COVID. I mean, we have not slowed down the curve. And so do you see evidence in your own personal life, I guess? Do you know people that have had it? Well, um, I don't have a personal life. What? I don't have a personal life. Okay. Um, the only thing I could say is that in my school environment, of course, everybody does. But, um, you know, like I could go into the elevator in my building and there could be two or three people there and they're not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And there are the other extreme that sometimes I'll stop on a floor, you know, wearing a mask um, and somebody won't get on the elevator because they don't even want to be that close. You know, even though, you know, you can, I mean, it's not a big elevator, but you know, you can fit two people responsibly. They won't get on the elevator. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you really have so many extremes. I mean, you know, South Florida is such a weird place. I mean, you just have, like, I mean, it runs the gamut of, you know, the people. It just, every walk of life lives in South Florida. So, um, you know, it, it's just, you know, I see, I see both. I see people being, like, so overly cautious. And I see people that just, you know, don't care and I I can't understand why they would feel that their personal freedom is being infringed upon that's what I don't understand it's like do they just have no feeling for society as a whole it's not like we're asking them to do anything that hard just put a damn piece of cloth over your face it's not that difficult no, it's not that difficult. And, um, you know, and that's, that's the thing, too, is like, you know, unfortunately, it starts at the top. And at the top, we have no leadership. Like, in, if it was me, I would be like, if you don't wear a mask, first, you might get a fine, $250. That might hurt. If it doesn't hurt, well, you know what? Spend some time in the pokey. There's no, not a lot of social distancing there. You know, it's, but there's no, there's nobody that's taking the, that's, there's nobody telling the president 
or as I like, you know, I hate calling him the president. I just hate it. Just, you know, nobody tells Donald Trump that, you know, anyone in his immediate circle all want to just blow smoke up his ass. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody has looked at him and said, listen, you have to, you know, I mean, I really, I really thought maybe, you know, that Herman Cain passed away, which, you know, is very sad. Um, he did a lot of not social distancing without a mask. He had had cancer in 2006. He, you know, maybe a bit was compromised, but he beat it. So maybe he wasn't, he wasn't that old. Um, he was, you know, in Trump's inner circle, you know, maybe this will be an eye opener. I, I don't have high hopes, but I'm thinking Has maybe- Has he been wearing a mask in public? Cause I know he put one on like two weeks ago. I don't, has he kept wearing the mask? I, I really don't know. Um, I really only followed it when he went into the hospital and he did die quickly. It really was just a couple of days as far as I can remember. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking that if somebody in his inner circle, if this happened to him, that, um, you know, possibly it might be a wake-up call. I mean, I could just only hope, but I, I don't have high hopes. And yeah. um, I mean, if somebody doesn't see the reality that we're in a recession and the numbers are going up, you know, and it's like Alice in Wonderland. He'll just say the total opposite. Yeah. You know, down, down is up. And, um, you know, I think it needs to start at a federal level to, you know, I mean, we have a, a terrible governor. We have Rick DeSantis. Um, you know, it's like if vomit could talk, it would be Rick DeSantis. Um, you know, he's also like, you know, blowing smoke up the president's ass. And um, it, I just, it's, it's just really scary because it's, it's so out of control. Like you probably don't remember, and I remember very little of a old black and white movie called The Blob. And it just like grows and grows. It's like, what's that stuff called? Like Flubber, remember Flubber, that old movie? With that great, great movie. Well, this was like a science fiction Shout out version. to Robin Williams, rest in peace. Well, what's that? Shout out to Robin Williams, rest in peace. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but the, the, the blob ate stuff and just grew bigger mm -hmm. and ate, ate people. And I mean, it was totally science fiction and crazy and it was black and white. So I'm not even going to tell you how old it is, but that's what I feel like. It's, and, but the problem is this virus is invisible. So, you know, we're not seeing it. We're just hearing the effects of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you think should, what do you think we need to do to, because my feeling is that we're not going to get through this unless every single United States citizen complies with, Doc, you know, the, the doctors, yeah. the real doctors, not the crazy woman doctor. Like, what do you think? I mean, do you think it should be like mandatory law that, you know, like as if, if you recklessly end endanger somebody, there's a consequence? Probably. Um, I mean, 
not wearing a mask is probably as dangerous as drunk driving when, when you really, when you think well, about that's, it. Well, that's kind of so, like my, why I, you know, put it out there as, you know, for somebody to feel like, you know, oh, we have unlimited freedom. We don't have, I mean, we, we have laws. I mean, yeah. we have laws to protect people. Wearing your seat, and it's, it's basically every law that I could think of off the top of my head really has to do with public safety. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have to wear your seatbelt. You'll get a ticket. You know what? It's your own personal car. You should be able to do what you want in it, but you can't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why is this any different? Why is, why is this any different from any other endangering? Um, I, I think there's something very tricky psychologically about punishing people for just being normal. It's like, you're, okay, you're not taking the extra step to put a mask on, you're just being normal, so here's a ticket. Uh, maybe that's it. Um, I mean, I, I, I could understand that. People don't wanna just change their lives, mm -hmm. you know, but the thing is that this is not normal times. Yeah. I mean, I think it's everybody's responsibility to, you know, we all want the same thing. We all want to get back to work. We all want to get our kids back to school. We want that, but we can't agree on how to get there. Mm -hmm. Betsy DeVos is like, children should go back to school, need to go back to school. Well, you know what? That's very nice. She's probably never stepped into a school. Yeah. I mean, she probably didn't even go to back to school night. She probably sent the nanny to go to back to school. <laughs> you know, yeah. you talk about somebody that got there by selling Amway products. I mean, there's just, it, it's so not cookie cutter when mm -hmm. somebody blanket statements, children need to be in school. I understand they do, which is kind of bridging into my next topic, but yeah. um, I, I do agree. Children do need to be back in school, but children are not cookie cutter. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about this, um, the subject of the legality of not wearing a mask. And, you know, like I said, the only, you know, as I was looking, doing a little of my, of my research, um, you know, in the Bill of Rights is, you know, your first, first amendment is your right to assemble. I mean, so you can't, I mean, then that, that, I mean, there's nothing else that says anything related to, you know, yes, we want you to social distance, but the constitution says, you know, we have a right to assemble. Well, you know what, this is just not like, what takes precedent? What, you mm -hmm. know, it, just, it's, um, just, just for context, uh, I just want to let everyone know that uh, my mom holds a um, master's degree in paralegal studies so she knows what she's talking about when she when she talks okay. about the bill of rights thank you um well you know what i think it's just you know really important and i mean you know we can go into the second amendment but that's a whole other thing and believe me i plan to say about that too do you want uh, you want to talk about the second amendment um you know what i i really don't right okay. now i would like to come back and talk about it okay. um because I do have a lot of things to say and I, I didn't really prepare anything mm -hmm. because I really think now it's this getting back to school and work is such 
a uh, like important issue that you know really everything else you know I mean I'm sure you know how I feel I think you know gun ownership is ridiculous and I do have a lot to say about the Constitution and the founding fathers and, you know like just to give a, a quick a quick example of how I feel when the founding fathers wrote the Constitution I mean a, a, a gun was a, a rifle it wasn't mm. it wasn't a, an automatic uh, you know they couldn't have imagined one shot every five minutes they couldn't they could not have forethought this kind of weaponry we have any less any more than they could have said anything about going to the moon or having cell mm -hmm. phones or I mean it's just you know you're talking about the 1700s when these these same people owned slaves and yeah. that's why you know and they were at war that's the other part of it they had just finished a civil war so mm -hmm. you know that's a whole other subject which you know if anybody ever wants to get involved in that i i couldn't i can have a few words to say okay so um i think i pretty much said what i wanted to say about the mask situation mm -hmm. and, um you know how i feel like it's just unless somebody like i said somebody who shall rename nameless shall grow a pair um you know we're just not going to see a lot of um you know turnaround it, and it's just sad i mean it the only thing i have to say is you know thank goodness that i have um you know two really high functioning kids children adults that um you know are at the college and you know past post-college level um which is leading me into my next subject is um you know this going back to school uh, mm. issue and yeah. um you know um that you know michael and i both have had the um eye-opening experience of working in a very low functioning environment and um i just want to make sure i have my notes in order and um you know so we see that not all kids learn the same and the thing about the autistic community is that they don't learn in typical ways and every parent that has children has issues they have to get back to work they don't have daycare that you know all that stuff every parent who has school-aged children that can't work from home is facing all these difficulties mm -hmm. but on top of that you know you're you have these parents and i know i know you've met some of them um that have not only one but multiple children that are not only autistic have multiple disabilities mm -hmm. and the things that we need our kids to do in school in order to get back to school is wear a mask and social distance and there is um a federal law and it's called idea idea and it's the individuals with disabilities education act 
and it makes available free appropriate education to eligible children with disabilities throughout the nation. It is a federal law and it ensures that they get their special education and related services. And, you know, related services could be physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, um, you know, anything that goes along with, um, you know, behavior plans, you know, some of them have, um, you know, because they're nonverbal, might have, um, you know, lash out in other ways. You know, I've been bitten and hit and, you know, peed on and everything. And, you know, these children are not verbal. Mm-hmm. They don't, um, you know, so the issues that you have with um, the special needs community is they're also, many of them are very tactilely sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't have the same feelings we have. And wearing a mask would be, like you know it's like when we have a fluorescent light on to them it's like a a disco strobe light Mm -hmm. that's how sensitive they are to their environment so like wearing a mask to them would be feeling like maybe we've taped their mouth with duct tape like it's just they don't have the same sensations i mean literally like and you would have to listen so closely to a fluorescent light to hear the background noise. Mm-hmm. And I've only know about it just, you know, but, you know, I've only done it just to test it. But to these kids, it's like having a strobe light in your face. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wearing a mask is just really not an option. And the other option is the social distancing. And that's a huge problem because um, they have no, like, spatial relations are very different for them. Mm-hmm. You know, their environment, totally different. Like, you know, they, they just have their own set of needs. And a lot of it sometimes is, um, you know, we do, um, not, not anymore, but sometimes we have to physically touch them to like, you know, you could see what I'm doing on the video. The other people can't see, but how I'm like putting pressure on my head um, because sometimes, um, you know, they need that sensation. Mm-hmm. There's just, um, so, you know, you have the fact that you, you wearing a mask is just not a feasible um, option. Social distancing is not feasible. And the, other thing is that they can't learn remotely. Yeah. I mean, they just can't learn remotely. I mean, it's just not, there are children that need, you know, one-on-one, um, you know, you literally, you know, we call them shadows for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, power professionals that shadow these children because like, you know, to write your name, you would really have to do hands over hand, physically put your hand over their hand mm-hmm. while they're holding a pencil, just to not even to write their name, just to you know write lines up and down like that. Anything, um, you know, and that's not safe for the teachers or the paraprofessionals. Yeah, to be that close. Yeah. So, you know, 
really unfortunate that the kids that probably need it need in-person education the most um it's going to be the most difficult to transition to a virtual format right and now you have this federal law this idea idea the individual uh, with disabilities education act so you could say you know we're not providing for them mm-hmm. because we just we're just we're just not we're not providing for them and that's just really really sad and um you know it it goes on both sides it goes on the fact that you know the children can't come into the classroom and the teachers and paraprofessionals one one other thing i wanted to say about the mask um because of my dear friend ronnie we love ronnie let's let's shout out to ronnie kaufman out there in israel where if we think it's hot here it's probably hotter there she should hear this podcast that i mentioned her um is an amazing speech therapist i mean totally amazing a lot of these children and it's i mean you know it breaks my heart i mean Mm -hmm. you've seen it it just you know i feel for these parents like you can't believe and um especially you know some of them having the siblings is you know wearing a mask if you even get to that point um with the children but with the adults you know they they need to um you know, look at our, our mouth structure and I mean, Ronnie, you could probably break it down better, but, and there's professional names for sounds like, um, like, you know, sounds that put your lips together, sounds mm-hmm. like, you know, M and N and then there's T with your teeth. And I mean, all these different things that they need to see and how are they going to see it if the speech teacher has a mask on? Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it's just, so we're not giving them what we federally promised to give them. And it's just, um, you know, like, I mean, there's so many different kids on the spectrum. I mean, I know um, you already talked to our cousins about Ben. Ben, fortunately, is a super high, um, just to put it in context of, you know, children on the spectrum, Ben is super high. He's very verbal. He's very bright. I mean, I would almost say the one thing about him is he likes it. Social distancing is not a problem for him because (laughs) I think he would rather just be by himself. I mean, honestly, you've met his brothers too. So he probably feels like he can't be bothered. Um, You know, social distancing is not a problem for Ben. I mean, he loves to be alone. Mm -hmm. You know, basketball, give him a phone. He, He doesn't need another person in his world. And he could verbalize, you know, what he needs. So um, I don't know much about his school, you know, what level it is. I just know the level of schools that, you know, that you and I worked at, um, you know, and then, you know, we worked at the very low end pre-K through middle school. And then the kids went on from there to other schools in the district or, um, you know, some of them were fortunate enough to go back to, their district they were you know functioning enough which was you know a victory but um you know how long could we keep them home yeah uh and just to add on um a lot of these kids i rambled on i'm sorry that's okay a lot of these kids have 
pretty severe behavioral issues. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's you know, it was difficult to be in the classroom with them for a few hours a day. Yeah, um, I honestly don't know how their parents feel. When you'd see me on the couch at three thirty in the afternoon, you'd be like, "What are you laying on the couch at three thirty in the afternoon for?" Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you know, this schools do have behaviorists. I mean, that's that is another issue. Just to let you know, there are people that just, you know, um, you know, the ABA. The um, I, I can't think of what it stands for right now, but it'll come. Applied behavior analysis. Um, yeah, like so, these programs are written individually for kids. It's these applied behavior analysis you know, the data is taken and the plans are made, but you know, nobody's taking the data mm -hmm. and plans made. And, you know, I found with, with these children is like, even if they had a three day weekend, when they came back, they lose very quickly what they've gained. Yeah. You know, I, I found that even in the short term, of a spring break or just you know a holiday weekend um type of situation and um you know i also have to say something about the parents that you know whether they you know are home with them or are still able to work and find some kind of childcare. besides the child not learning um you know sometimes i mean i love you and Jason, but there are times it was like, just get on the fucking bus already. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even I'm like, just get on the school bus, just yeah. go, you know, like, you know and, and you guys are the best. So I feel horrible for these parents because what you see in six hours, when they put them on the bus, they have this, you know, they're 24 seven now for months of, you know, of, of having no structure. Yeah. Which is the worst, worst, worst thing. And the, most, a lot of parents with special needs kids are just not equipped to, to educate spe the um, children with special needs. It's, it's really unfortunate that the bulk of the responsibility now moves to the parents. Um, I maybe wanted to to brainstorm a little bit. How could we make this shitty situation less shitty? Like what? Here's, here's one thing I want to say though. Besides the fact that the parents are not equipped, and you know, nor should they be. You know, I mean, it takes a lot of schooling to be a special education teacher. So this is not like a run of the mill type of thing to ask a parent to do. It's the equipment that is involved with their therapies. These, um, uh, the, these, um, whatever they ha have, um, and I, you know, people would not understand, like, um, if they do, you know, their occupational therapy and their physical therapy, you would have to have each individual parent have equipment that probably costs thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. in their house. I mean, it's just not, you know, it's just not feasible Yeah, to have, you know, what, and I don't know if you 
what you've seen as far as like when you used to take the kids into the OT room or go into physical therapy, I, you know, the summer programs, um, you know, they are a little different. Um, but you know, you've seen them go into speech, mm -hmm. you see that they have special talking devices that they're supposed to use. And when they go to OT, they have certain, um, things they use. Those things are not inexpensive things. I mean, those are, uh, you know, we, we had to reply, you know, rely on grant money to, to purchase a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's, you know, now you're adding shit on top of more shit, you know, it's yeah. like another part of it. So as we're brainstorming this, it's not just the parents' ability to educate, it's the special equipment and that they need that's just not like, you know, household items. Yeah. You know, um, you know, that being said, I, you know, I'd like to move on that now that you kind of see the whole picture of, you know, how we're adding, you know, fuel to the fire with getting these kids on some kind of program. Yeah. So, you know, let's brainstorm away. What's, um, so one thing that I found helpful in the class I was taking last spring when this all started is, um, my professor, uh, John Green, shout out to John Green, great professor, great chair of the psychology department here at the University of Vermont. Um, he recorded his lectures and he put up videos. And one thing that I really enjoyed is I could rewind each, uh, e any point that he was making that I wanted to hear again. And that's maybe something that I didn't have the luxury of doing in the classroom. Another thing is that class started at um, 8.30 in the morning. Oh, please, Michael. Oh, he never lecture after student presentations. Yeah. So I'm not a morning person. Um, being able to digest the material okay. at my own let time. Back, let me just back up and tell people. Yeah. Okay. How many times Michael made the school bus in high school before he drove? Maybe three. Maybe zero. Maybe zero. Maybe zero. <laughs> so saying you're not a morning person is, um, you know, yeah. I'm one person. Okay. So, so I, I think having recorded lectures is really valuable. How valuable that is for very low functioning special needs kids. Lecturing is probably the least effective uh, path mm -hmm. to learning for them. Mm -hmm. Um. So I think one potential benefit is that kids can learn in their own homes and hopefully, uh, and this definitely isn't the case for every kid, which is terrible, home is a comfortable, safe environment right. where they can sit down and work through something. So, um, you know, maybe we could do uh, and again, this isn't an ideal, none of this is going to be ideal. The teacher could sit down with one student at a time for, let's just say, an hour a day. And now we're running into staffing issues and the issue that there's too many kids for not enough teachers. I would say more like 
15 minutes is 15 i like like an hour would be i mean it's you know like we've been saying it's going to be a totally different situation for every kid for every teacher you know none, none of this is to say that this is to apply in every situation right so we're just talking from our experience of you know seeing you know highly intelligent children and and these poor like like i said my heart bleeds for them you know these special needs children that are not getting what is federally supposed to be provided for them yeah so that's you know it's not ideal for anyone but this takes it a step further yeah um you know i think another thing is um kids these kids these days are more or less addicted to their uh to their technology to the phones the tablets the computers whatever so you know if we can find ways to make education through those devices more accessible this is it's i think it's going to be better for everyone i i really think this is accelerating a process that is going to become more and more relevant um and that is just distance learning in general like people are realizing i can do anything from anywhere at this point i mean i went to graduate school online yeah now this pushed us into doing it too quickly we didn't have the infrastructure in place yet um but i'm talking about a kid like you know that has an ipad that has all these special and and we loaded them up with special education programs, but unless somebody's there to supervise, yeah. you know, they're not going to go on those programs. They're going to, you know, these are not in any way, shape, or form stupid children. They do know. Like if you put on, if you set it up to do math, I'm telling you, in a blink of an eye, they're going to have a, a fun video of something else. Mm-hmm. You know. Like they know, they know, they, they know where the stuff is that they want to do. Yeah. So you would still seriously need, you know, and a parent, of course, you know, you could do hand over hand with a parent, um, if the parent's available. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, I've seen, seen kids that are like, you know, you put on, you do a program with them and believe me, you, there, you can't run fast enough and they were already on something that's not educational. So, um, you know, it's just, I, I, I don't know. It, it's just, you know, so the remote learning thing is they're still not independent enough to do, in my opinion. And yeah. not all of them, not all of them. I mean, we had kids that were, you know, I mean, some of them were just, you know, you know, pretty high functioning. Maybe they had, you know, a certain learning issue, but for the most part, they were verbal, they functioned, they could take instructions, but there are those that are, that can't do that, that are that low functioning, that, mm-hmm. you know, that can't take a multi-step direction, like go over there and pick up a pencil and bring it back. I mean, yeah. that's just, you know, not 
that's too much. So we're really, we're really just picking out the the most neediest kids in in the situation. And I I just want to say, yeah, the situation of the kids starting out on the educational program on the iPad and then moving to, to the YouTube videos, that is definitely not unique to special needs kids. That's going to be every kid uh, in school in America, basically. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so difficult, you know, but it's, it's definitely not as though going to school, every kid going to school and getting educated there was working perfectly either. So, you know, as difficult as this is, I'm, I think there will definitely be good things that we're going to learn as we go through it, things that can be applied to hopefully back when we have put COVID behind us and are back in school. Uh, It's unfortunate that it took a global pandemic for us to start really exploring these options. Uh, I, I mean, I personally think, you know, maybe in 10 years, maybe, maybe half of regular school is going to be online on your computer. So mm-hmm. it, uh, in a way, I think this is accelerating progress, uh, as unfortunate as the circumstances are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, we're, we're always, you know, looking for more ways to um to streamline you know and make things you know cost efficient obviously be very cost efficient if it you know to do to do that in in many ways um and and that would work for um i would say you know typical you know in, in the typical community you know um that could be a great thing and um, you know, a fun thing, an interactive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of these programs, you know, were really fun. They just wanted to, you know, wasn't fun for them, you know, because maybe tracing letters was just, you know, too hard. It was just, you know, to us, it seems so basic, you know, like I, the, the computer, the iPad follows your finger and, you know, trace the letter A and then it erases and, you know, that's not fun for them. Mm-hmm. You know? So something that's just, you know, we have to get into the, the minds of the nonverbal, mm-hmm. which, you know, like, you know, in the iPads, I mean, there are iPads that actually have, they call them pecs and they're, they're pictures and they actually talk to pictures yeah. and roll through and they say, I, and then want, and then there could be a whole picture of whole screen of, Pizza, toilet, um, water, juice, apple—you know everything—and they will recognize it and say "I." And you know the iPad would speak. You know it'd be very computer, you know, like operator-like, but it'd be like "I want," and then they would pick from there. Um, you know, even if they needed a break or the, you know, whatever they needed. So there are some kids that that do verbalize through the iPad and do a great job at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are things out there, um, but you know, it's just, you know, it's like, 
when this Betsy DeVos gets on the, you know, the television and just says like, children need to be back in school, it just like, I mean, if I could smack somebody through the screen, she'd be the one, you know? But, um, you know, it's like, like you can't put every children, every child in the same category. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, you're talking about thousands and thousands of kids across the country that, you know, can't remote, learn remotely and aren't able, I mean, before they even walk into the classroom, they're sitting on the, the bus. I mean, I used to get to work at like eight o'clock and the buses would be lined up and we didn't take them off the bus until 8.30. And they were seat belted in, two to a seat, you know, so before they even get into the classroom, you know, and then to, to even to have them line up patiently so they could do a temperature thing, you know, that would be, you know, very difficult to do. Mm. And the other option is, you know, once the kids get settled in their classrooms is to have the nurse go around. But the nurse has, you know, meds to do. So taking temperatures is, you know, maybe the teacher could take the temperatures. It's just, you know, it's, it's really the fact that they just have such different um, needs and, and sensations and things like, you know, wearing a mask is just such a, um, listen, there's, there's grown adults out there that, that won't even put on a mask, that can't handle it. You know, I mean, what do you expect of, of these kids that don't understand why I am a, are you putting this covering on my nose and my mouth and when I have enough problems? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, like when we're asking grownups, you know, to do, now we're asking, you know, and the social distancing and, you know, the hand over hand of, um, you know, a lot of paraprofessionals, a lot of students had one-to-one -one paraprofessionals and they literally like, you know, took, took them to the bathroom. I mean, you know, that was, there's, there's not a lot of social distancing. Yeah. To take them to the bathroom. So, um, you know, I just, um, and I really, really, really believe, and you know what, I'm, I'm gonna say it, I might even make a YouTube video, a, a direct message to Donald Trump to make federal law of personal protective equipment, mm -hmm. social distancing, because it won't come from somebody else. You know, and unfortunately, you know, the person in charge, you know, I'd, I'd rather it'd be better if like Bozo the Clown was still around, you know, <laughs> would be in charge. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's got to come from the one person that literally can't connect the dots. Yeah. You know, because who else is going to, you know, I mean... And even if, you know, state by state, well, you know what, what if it's, what if Florida did make it mandatory, but I decided I'm just gonna take a ride to Georgia, you know, where it's not man mandatory. And then I could walk around and do what I want. Or this guy from Louisiana who the police had to get involved because he wanted to, you know, go out and party, you know, like, 
So we can't keep people out of the state. You know, we're not going to build, you know, southern border wall for Florida, obviously. So it has to be nationwide. It's just the only way. We just have to, at any cost, get this under control. Mm-hmm. Because I just, we're just not, you know, you know what I'm picturing in my mind, and this is such a horrible thing to say, like, it's, it's such a bad thing to say, and I know I'm probably going to offend some people. Um, it just reminds me of like the Holocaust. Like I, I just visualize dead bodies just being like thrown in ditches because you hear 150,000 people. Mm-hmm. Like 9-11 only had three, well only, that was, you know, that was 3,000 too many mm-hmm. at 3,000. I mean, 150,000 people who, most of them did not have to die. Yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, I, I don't know what, what I could do to, you know, make somebody un- understand enough to, you know, finally look at the facts. Mm-hmm. Because in, in my opinion, that is, we have literally one choice. And that one choice is to get rid of COVID. And, and I mean, other countries have done it. You know, gotten gotten it down. We just seem to be getting worse. It's 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 really scary. So, but let me ask you how things are in Vermont. I mean, you asked me how things are in Florida. Um, Vermont's actually pretty good for the most part. Um, you you remember, do you remember my friend Debbie Cole that I used to play tennis with? Yeah. Oh, she's, we were on the phone. She's going to send me a link. And I, when I read it, I want to send it to you about Vermont being like the only state where people feel that it's not a political issue. It's a human issue. Mm-hmm. And the New Yorker wrote an article on Vermont. And I said, of course, because Vermont's awesome. Um, well, yeah, I, Vermont is a, I mean, it's a very small state. It's the second smallest state in the country. Um, I, I guess I really shouldn't speak for all of Vermont because Burlington, where I live, is very, I guess, kind of hip, and then mm. it gets very rural outside. But I, I think people in Vermont are just really friendly, um, and I would say for the most part, everyone is wearing masks. There, there were two people in J.C. Penney earlier that weren't wearing masks. And I, I think I might've given one um, a look because I think he said like, hey, what's up? Uh, but I'm not sure if he said that to me or not. Um, Honestly, I would be afraid to confront somebody because if they're stupid enough to not wear a mask, then I'm thinking to myself, that person could have a knife or a gun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Florida's weird. I'm like, it's just, you know, the total opposite of Vermont. Mm-hmm. But what happened to that person? Did a sta- did a employee or somebody, know. you know, yeah. have them store? I don't know. Was there, were there any signs? Yeah, there are signs on every store saying you must wear a mask to enter. Yeah. So I mean, it might- it's, the, it's the state law. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're Vermont. It's state law. It's not a state law here. And we have to have a very small Trader Joe's and so what they do is, because it's a small store, um, you have to like wait online to get in. They let a few people in at a time, but they're so nice because they're Trader Joe's. They come out with 
buckets of really cold water. Wow. And the line moves fast. I mean, it's, it's just really because it is such a small store. Yeah, our, our Trader Joe's just the same thing, minus yeah. the water. But if you're standing outside in Florida in a mask, you, you really need the water. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just... You know, I, I just get the feeling that, you know, Florida is transient and not cohesive. Um, I swear, I think maybe they send everybody that's ever been in witness protection down here because <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. It's it's just a, a menagerie of, of- There might be more crazy people in Florida per capita than any other place in the well, world. Yeah, I mean, you know, but like, I, I just don't feel that cohesiveness you yeah. know, Florida, um, that I would like to, you know, feel, mm -hmm. um, you know, probably because a lot of people are not Floridians. So, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't have the answers. I just have my opinions and yeah. my suggestions and, you know, um, you know, but, but I, I will stand behind my, um, my thought that there is only one way to stop this pandemic and it's um is you know it has to start from the top mm -hmm. it absolutely has to start from the top and um but you know when you have somebody that says oh everything's wonderful and oh you can get a covid test whenever you want and nobody's dying i don't know what you're all talking about i don't see anybody dying everybody i know you know it's like you know when you have someone like that it's just it's 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 sad i mean you know i would hate to think that i would lose somebody that i loved mm -hmm. um you know that that didn't have to go um be exposed to covid yeah. it's well you know, what i think is so dangerous about trump's behavior and saying basically making up his own facts everything about his behaviors yes. everything everything so that's my answer is everything is you're is basically giving everyone permission to question the truth so anytime you don't like something that said it's a lie i don't care i don't have to believe it so on the press fake news and so we just we have no consensus about the truth and you know what i will give trump credit for calling out the media a lot of what they report probably is bullshit so i mean it's you know he's blowing it way out of proportion but i well, i'm gonna have to disagree with you there okay. i think what it is is he only likes to hear the good stuff yeah okay i mean not that this, in my opinion there's not much of it, but if somebody says something he doesn't like, then it's bullshit. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and it's funny how he completely turned on Fox News once the, once they even got on board with yeah. calling him out on their bullshit. So yeah, his yeah. criteria for the truth is, does it reflect well on me? Oh, I mean, <laughs> like... I mean, if you want to do a paper on narcissism, I mean, you know, you got your test subject right there. Yeah. But, um, you know, the only thing that we can do is just, you know, hope that the next election takes place 
and hope that, you know, you know, we, we get rid of some people that just, you know, I mean, for somebody that wants to make America great again, I'll tell you how to make America great again. If you want, I mean, I'll, I'll do it for you. If you want me to, I'll just- Go ahead. It has to be a federal law that you must wear a mask in public and you must social distance. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, there will be consequences because what you're doing is recklessly endangering the life of another person. And it should come with the same punishments, the same consequences as if you got into your car, you know, after, you know, a couple of shots of, you know, Jack Daniels or, you know, ran your car through a, park, a school parking lot at three o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, mm -hmm. any other, you know, any, any other law that would put somebody in that same category as endangering their lives, this should have the same consequences. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, either putting a fine on people or scaring them with incarceration, um, I, I, I think is, is fair. I, I think it's very fair mm -hmm. to do that, you know? I mean, I, I really do. So that's, you know, that, that's all I can say really about it is, is, to me, that is the only way we're ever gonna contain it and get, and get past this because we're just, we're just not doing our, our human compassion by saying, I don't wanna wear a mask because I don't, it infringes on my freedom because total freedom is just not, it's just, like I said, it's a myth. It's, it's total freedom is chaos. Mm -hmm. Right now we have chaos. Yeah. You know, um, how do you feel about my strong, you know, my way or the highway, you know, make it federal law and have consequences or not? I, mean, I like it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I really, I want people to come on here and have strong opinions about Oh, things. you know, me, me. So, um, I like to do my research first. I like to have my facts and yeah. I like to, I also want to give a shout out to my good friend, Holly, um, from Crossroads. Um, she's actually retiring. She was, has been an OT there and she does, did a, really a lot of great work. And I know she did a lot of um, things, plans for the parents that they probably could do like obstacle, you know, make an, uh, that kind of stuff, like make an obstacle course out of your house, pillows. I mean, things that like we used to pick up kids and throw them in pillows for some reason that that pressure is a, feels good for them. So I know that she really um, worked very creatively to make it, um, you know, possible for parents to, you know, get those kids, those, you know, that kind of therapy that they need. I mean, I'm sure it's not the same as the equipment, but I know she worked really hard on that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, masks on speech teachers is, you know, useless and masks on teachers are useless because, you know, we want to get them verbal, you know, yeah. that's, it's, it's just, you know, you can, it's, I, I don't, there's really nothing else to say about it. It's just, you know, I, I mean, I'm looking for the silver lining. 
I'm looking for the silver lining. I haven't found it yet of, of what we can do for these, these kids that we mm -hmm. federally put in place that they are provided with an education. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a bad situation anyway, you slice it. Um, I, it, this just has shown how many like giant holes we have in our society. I mean, we were just totally not prepared to deal with any sort of pandemic. I, I mean, when you really think about it, there should be, schools should have plans in place for if they need to go to a virtual format. Now, I, I'm not saying they don't, I'm not saying all didn't. Um, I would love to have educators. What? This is unprecedented territory. Like, we didn't live through the Black Plague. Like, that's not, I mean, this is our first, hopefully. I, 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 I get that, but what I'm saying, and you know, I'm guilty of this too. We all knew the Black Plague was a thing. We all knew the Spanish flu was a thing. We all kind of knew in the back of our minds, hey, viruses come around every now and again. We should probably, we have amazing technology that allows us to interact from distance that we didn't have in the past. Maybe it's time to start incorporating some of these into the way we think about. We could also education. pray for a vaccine. We can pray for the, for we the can vaccine. We pray for the vaccine. That's, you know, I think, um, but if, you know, I think between, who are you looking at, Sydney? Yeah. <laughs> Sydney's being very cute, sorry. I know. Um, you know, because I don't think that, you know, my voice on this podcast is going to change minds of the federal government, um, you know, hopefully we will have a vaccine and, um, you know, get back to normal because, you know, we all want to get back to normal, but we don't want to make the sacrifices yeah. that it needs to get back to normal. I mean, you know, listen, I want to, you know, do things too. I mean, it's, you know, I hate wearing a mask all day. I hate it. It fogs up my glasses and I can't see and, you know, it's hot down here and, you know, it's just, and then because I'm working in a healthcare environment school right now, I mean, I washed my hands. I, I really think they're just going to fall off my wrist one day. Mm -hmm. because it's like all we do all day is wash our hands. I mean, yeah. it's like, I literally think they're going to be like mannequins. They're just going <laughs> to go down the drain. Um, so let's just keep our fingers crossed for, you know, people to step up and at the same time for a vaccine. Yeah. And just, you know, that's really, you know, and, and make aware of, um, you know, Betsy DeVos, which ugh, I still can't believe it. I mean, I just like, it still blows my mind um, mm -hmm. that, um, you know, she, she can, you know, understand the difference when you say children need to go back to school, that it's not possible for every child to go back to school. It's just, you know, and it's not possible for every child to work remotely. It's just, yeah. you know, maybe she's just had such a charmed life mm -hmm. that, you know, she hasn't seen ugly, you know, like we've seen ugly. I mean, you yeah. know, we've seen, you know, 
Things things are easier when you're rich. Well, that's true. And then, you know, we've also seen, you know, I've seen, I don't know if you have, because the summer program is different, um, you know, kids that are either, you know, brothers that are close in age, you know, because sometimes autism doesn't show up for a while. So, you know, maybe they have another child where I've seen two kids, very, very low functioning, very close in age. I've seen, you know, boy, girl, twins, um, you know, very low functioning, more girls. It used to be unusual for girls. Now, before I left New Jersey, there was at least one girl in a classroom and sometimes two. So the rate of, of girls is, is increasing. Um, so, I mean, you know, I've seen every situation where, you know, a, a parent could be not dealing with one, but, you know, two. Maybe they're not on the same level, maybe one's higher functioning, but I've seen it where they have more than one ex- extremely low functioning um, child and I just you know my heart goes out to them like mm. like I'm literally my like crying on the inside just for these people and I just pray for them mm-hmm. that um, you know they they get through this because you know it's just no, no, nobody nobody should have to make that choice of you know having their kids not learn or sending them to an unsafe environment, you know, yeah. for them and, and the staff. I mean, a lot of teachers are, are probably, you know, might strike. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we don't know because there's, every school district makes up their own rules. Yeah. You now here in in Florida, the whole county is a school district. So where in New Jersey, every town was a school district. You had Scotch Plains, you had Westfield, you had Springfield. You know, here in Palm Beach County you have the richest of the rich, and then you have people that are still living on Indian territory. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lake, Lake Okeechobee is Indian territory, you I, know? I, yeah, that, that to me makes no sense at all. The whole county is one district. I mean, so you have, you know, really, um, you know, so, so, many, so many issues um, from, like I said, you know, there are people that probably don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, we and we haven't even touched on that. Um, I mean, that's really if you don't have Wi-Fi, if you don't have a laptop, you can't do social distance learning. So, and the fact that we're in the year 2020 in the richest country in the history of the planet, and people don't have access to that is. Well, I know that Palm Beach County did lend out a lot of Chromebooks. I mean, they uh-huh. did to people um, to make sure that they had Wi-Fi and Chromebooks. So um, they have taken steps. They delayed school. Um, they're still going to work remotely. They're going to phase in, which I think is good. You know, as things move along, see how things go. They're not just going to open the doors. It's going to be remote, and then they'll reassess and, you know, be smart about it, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, but you know, nobody knows what's going on. And, um, you know, I just wanted to, you know, come on here and give my very strong <laughs> opinion. I mean, I hope I didn't insult anybody. Um, you didn't, you didn't insult me. <laughs> um, um, 
I, I stand by what my, what I say on this show and what my guests say on this show. So, um, you don't, you don't have to, I mean, you could say, you know, this is not how I feel and I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, I see my friends on Facebook feel the total opposite. I mean, and I don't comment because yeah. I'm not really a confrontational person. Well, so I, I'm not saying I, I agree with everything that my guests say, but you know, my goal here is essentially as close to zero censorship as possible. I mean, if a guest asks me to remove something, I will. If a guest asks me to take the podcast down, I will. But uh, I, I don't want my guests to come on here and feel that they need to censor themselves. Uh, right now, that's easy because I have next to zero viewers. Um, yeah. Well, but, Cheryl, so send to okay. Cheryl. So right, right after this, I'm actually, I'm going to post all the podcasts I, I've done, which, which are online, but I'm going to put them up on Facebook. I'd like Ronnie to hear one. Um, Great. I'd like Holly to hear one. So if you can send me the uh, link. I'm going to put them all on my Facebook. Okay. All right. And, um, you know, Cheryl will probably want to hear one. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we're still, you know, keeping Carly in our hearts. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, you know, still an ongoing thing. And, yeah. um, you know, a shout out to uh, my, uh, you know, my Cheryl. And, um, and that's it. You know, there are other topics I would love to discuss with you. I, I would love to discuss the Second Amendment. I mean, you know, there's, there's tons of things to talk about. Yeah, um, I mean, we, we, went, we went really in depth into two or three topics. <laughs> Well, you know what yeah. the thing was, I mean, I was really going to only talk about the special needs issue, but now that I've been seeing the mask issue, I really felt that, you know, that, you know, you can't have the second one without doing the first one first. Yeah. And that's what I think people are saying. Why aren't schools open? Schools should be open. Kids should be open. Well, you know what? You're not wearing a face mask and you're not social distancing. And yeah. so maybe that's why school's not opening. Maybe it's not the school. Maybe it's not the principal. You know, maybe it's you. So I just, you know, wanted to get it out there that, um, you know, it's, it's all of our responsibilities, you know, to, um, you know, like I said, you really want to make America great again? Grow a pair. That's what we're saying, you know, so. Uh, I think I'm going to have the best tagline for this podcast that I have for any. Really? Uh, and that's, it's basically just going to be, um, listen to my mom tell Trump to grow a pair. Okay. I, I, I will go with that because I actually might have a YouTube video asking him directly to please, you know, do that. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I feel really strongly about it, and you know me, I'm just, I'm not a like, you know, I, I, I just, you know, kind of laid back and, you know, let everybody, you know, you, you do you, but I, in this day and age, it's, you do you, it's just not, not um, you know, not in these times. We, mm -hmm. have, we all have to um, do our part. So, um, yeah. it was amazing seeing you. Yeah. You can see Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll definitely, you know, any topic you want to talk about, um, I'd love to do the second amendment at some point and, um, 
you know, anything else that, that you think would be something I can share, um, you know, in, in my uh, amazing, amazing skill set mm-hmm. of, of life. So, um, so what do I do now? I just end the meeting or I... Uh, well... Um... <laughs> Jason! Jason! Well, I mean, so- not, nothing is saying we have to stop. I mean, we can keep going if that's what okay. you want to do. Well, I mean, I've pretty much said what I need to say. We, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 seven forty. Okay. Um, we've been on since almost six, and it feels like it's been five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, I I think I really, you know, and I I can't stand people that just you know ramble on about things they've already said. Um. So, and I I don't want to be that person. And unless you feel you want to discuss anything further. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think we've, um, I think we've covered some good ground here and I think there's still plenty more to discuss on a, uh, on future podcasts. So yeah. we're looking forward to those. Absolutely. And if you want to come up with some topics and I'll come up with some topics and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we'll, you know, as, as we get more comfortable, you know, getting, you know, maybe two or three people in, you know, Jordan's always giving us, you know, like, just maybe getting some multi, uh, you know, opinions. Yeah. On that, and we'll have to yeah, you know, definitely. a little bit, you know, as as we move along. Yeah. So this was really fun. I'm glad. Fun. Um, I, I, I hope that that I, you know, gave you some good information. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. You know the, the you know the federal laws and and you know the special need um, community and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. and believe me, I mean, I know uh, a minute amount compared to a lot of my friends that have been in doing special education for. Well, their entire- listen, I, uh, if you would reach out to your friends and say, Hey, do you want to talk to, uh, to my son for an hour? I would love to have them all on the podcast. So. Okay. Okay. I will. So uh, I'm just going to say, have a good night. All right. Anytime in Michigan. Okay. Thanks, Mom. And um, we'll talk soon. All right. All right. This has been Steinfeld Talks, episode six with my mom, Gail Steinfeld. All right. See you. See you later, Mom. Okay. Bye. Bye.